Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 80th official episode. Today, we put the voice in your hands, and we reach out on social media, Instagram and Twitter, to give your overreactions for the first week or two of the NBA season. Let's start it off with Eamon Cassells, who says, the Suns will be a top four seed. I disagree. I think that the Suns are still going to scrape to be like an, like an eight seed or maybe a nine seed because that's, I, what, that's what both those predicted originally. Because I, I, I think if you if you look at the NBA standings, there are teams that are below them that I think are still you know like better organized rosters. And over the course of seventy two games, I think that that talent gap is going to subsidize and it, it's going to actually like shift the balance over the course of you know like once everyone returns to where they're supposed to be doing returns to the average. Um, so for that reason, I think they're going to finish at about 8-9. I think teams like the Blazers, teams like the Mavericks are better than them. Um, so the I think Nuggets, too. Uh, yeah, the, the Nuggets, too. The Nuggets are still low right now. Yeah. There's definitely some teams that have gotten off to a slow start that we would expect to be above the Suns. Um, they've gotten off to that 5-2 and two hot start, even with Chris, with Chris Paul not playing as well as some of us might have expected. But I think his real impact has mostly been as team leader as, as the guy in the locker room as the veteran is creating the winning culture and really running things behind the scenes while still letting Devin Booker be going out there and be the star and even Mikel Bridges I think is still the second leading scorer for the Suns right now and a lot of his impacts on the defensive end of the ball but he can't even create his own shot but you know it's just like he's been locking other, down other teams best players while all while putting up 15 points per game DeAndre has been a little bit quiet, but it's kind of been really a, a well-rounded team effort, and I think that everybody's playing well and firing on all cylinders right now. Who knows that it will continue to go that well, but so far it's been a continuation of what we saw in the bubble from them. I don't think they're going to be a top-four seed, but I do think they're going to end up being better than I predicted, which was that they were going to be a seed. Shout-out to Eamon, uh, one of our day ones. Thanks for submitting this. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, by the way, at Space the Floor. All right. For future opportunities. Will Daniels is next with the Celtics are winning the East. Will Daniels, big Celtics fan. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a freshman at our high school. Um, I think that I still have the Celtics coming in at number three behind the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Even though Jalen Brown has been exceptional so far, I think that I'm sticking with my original pick at three just because I think that the other teams are equally or more so talented, um, and I think that they have fewer flaws that will be exposed in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum have both been killing it, all while Kemba Walker has been out, actually. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So I, I actually do think that what they've been doing is they'll keep it up, to be honest. I think they'll, they'll continue their strong play. Um, while I think teams like the 76ers, the Magic, the Pacers, that are above them and have gotten out to these blazing hot starts, I think that's not as sustainable. Um, so out of these teams that are at the top of the East right now, I think the Celtics will continue their relatively hot start compared to some other teams um, like the Nets, for example, that are four and four, but we thought would be, you know, a second or third seed in the in the East. Um, so I think the Celtics are in pretty good position, and they'll continue to be strong in the Eastern Conference. But I don't think they'll win it in the end. I'm going to take the field here. I think either you know if the 76ers continue to just go perfectly as they are right now, right? Like then then they could take the East, but I think it's more likely that we just see a repeat of last year where the Bucks are the real powerhouse out in the East and they'll win it. But shout out to Jalen Brown, seriously on my fantasy team, who's been who's oh been absolutely God. going off. It's been so bad. I am <laughs> worried about defending my fantasy crown. Watch out. Jacob Salazar says the Miami run the Miami run was a fluke and they are going to be a mid tier team in the East. 
So, Jacob, shout out to you for submitting this. I know you're a Miami Heat fan. For me... Miami Heat fan saying it was a flu. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, which is very interesting. I think that this... My stance on on the Miami Heat has not changed since they got to the finals, but my stance on the Miami Heat has always been relatively negative to the public stance on the Miami Heat. So I think that um, the public's opinion might be going down because the Miami have gotten off to like a mediocre start um, whereas mine's been the same I think I, I didn't expect them to be the one two or three seed and if you did I no. think you were greatly overrating them yeah I think they're gonna remain you know just like a like a mid-tier playoff team and then just be dangerous in the playoffs I don't I think the real overreaction here was people to the bubble Miami Heat that we saw last year not not this take um I also wouldn't say that it's a fluke I like I don't I don't think the Miami Heat aren't the team that we saw in the bubble last year, but I think they're only that on really their best day. And I think that they they had some really perfect circumstances where everything went right for them in the bubble that last year. And I struggle to see how that's going to be repeatable again this this postseason. I think it's very reasonable to expect them to be the four or five seed again in the Eastern Conference, maybe the six seed, somewhere in that same sort of a mid-tier playoff team range. But I doubt they'll make it to the conference finals or the finals again. So I'm going to say, not a fluke. They'll probably be better than a mid-tier team in the East, but not make it as hard as they did last year. Agreed. Harry Kilman says, Keldon Johnson is a top four player from the 2019 draft class and is arguably top three. Shout out to Harry Kilman. He is a San Antonio Spurs fan. You might be thinking, why would anyone... Keldon any- Johnson? Yeah, Keldon Johnson. Why is anyone caring about Keldon Johnson? He's a Spurs fan. Keldon Johnson is a second-year player on the San Antonio Spurs um, he, he made a jump this year so far in the past seven games. Honestly, I have not been paying much attention to Keldon Johnson, sure. so I'm going to leave it to the guy who, again, has Keldon Johnson <laughs> on his fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, I, I picked him up off the off the waiver wire. Um, he's been surprisingly good, long story short. Uh, like 15-8 and 2.5 on, on pretty good shooting splits, playing good defense too. Um Really, the, the the big thing here is that is that Keldon Johnson only played 24 games in his career, seven of which have been this season. Um, so basically, we just have a pretty small sample size from Keldon Johnson. What we've seen from him this season has been very impressive. Not good enough to put him over John Morant or Zion Williamson by any means, right? That's where he gets top three because you de- it's, it's just totally unreasonable to put him over those two guys. Putting him over some of the other guys after that, based on this season alone... Henry doesn't seem absolutely crazy, but I would say it's hard for me to put him over some guys like Tyler Hero or DeAndre Hunter or uh, Darius Garland. So just guys who we saw like a, a bigger sample size from last season and are also playing pretty well this year. I'd say give it more time. Um, even though Kelly Johnson has been really good, I'm not ready to say he's a top three or four player from that draft class. Again, but we have a small sample size because the Spurs mm-hmm. don't like to give the keys to their rookies, yeah. which is totally fine. Hey, keep in mind, he was drafted at like 28, and so... Anything he's, is a, he's yeah, a steal it, just by... You what know. he's doing already, the fact that he's it's, it's even like we're considering him being a top four player in the draft class, the fact that we're not coming outright in saying that he that, that Henry's wrong to say this is impressive in itself. But no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a bit of an overreaction to the first seven games. Um, next up, Annabelle says Connor Flannery gets Yogesh to adopt him. Still waiting for that <laughs> <laughs> still waiting on that one, but Connor but, Flannery has an, has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> you and me are both hoping for that, Annabelle. You oh and me both. Um, <laughs> You're just gonna pick me up off the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're applying. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
so overreaction to my fandom. Um, hopefully he, he'll, sp- he'll see this episode and, and take notice. Ryan and Vinny say, Nuggets don't make the playoffs. I think you're tripping, dude. I, th- I think... I think no. the Nuggets are still going to be the three seed, which is what I had them at originally. I had uh, Lakers, Clippers, and the Nuggets. The main problem for the Nuggets has been that they have been very poor on defense. One of the exactly. reasons they've done this is because they lost Jeremy Grant, who's killing it for the for the Detroit Pistons. 23 per game. Yeah. But I think that the Denver Nuggets still have like the talent. I think Jamal Murray's still a stud. Jokic is averaging like... Like early MVP candidate, yeah, is, is averaging like twenty four, like twelve and twelve or something. Yeah, um, which is on the one hand it's alarming that they're not better when he's performing like, like Connor's father, but on, <laughs> but on the adopted father. But on the other hand, I still think that they'll figure out the defensive rotations. Mike Malone's a pretty solid coach. Yeah, and I think they'll get back on track, or at least their offense will carry them to be a top three seed. Really, a, a lot of this season was relying on Michael Porter Jr. stepping up. And so far, he's done that to some extent on the offensive end, but we're still waiting for that on the defensive end. They really have not filled the void of Jeremy Graham and some other guys off the bench like Miles Plumley. Paul Millsap's gotten older. Yeah. Defensively is where they're really hurting. We saw them last year be... I think they were like middle of the league in defensive rating last year. And um, Michael it, Porter Jr. can't defend. Jamal Murray's... a not a positive defender. Jokic is a negative defender. The only one who's positive, really, in the in the starting lineup, other than Paul Millsap, who, as you mentioned, is getting up there in age, is Gary Harris. But Gary Harris continues to get worse defensively or offensively somehow. Um, so I don't know. Basically, on, on defense, the the Denver Nuggets were average last year, and this year they're bottom of the league. I think they're like you know bottom five in defensive rating or something right now. Um, that's really something they have to turn around if they're going to be. You can't. You can't be a, a, like a, a top three seed in the Western Conference while being a, a, one of the worst defenses in the NBA. Um, we know their offense will continue to be there. It's just about committing the defense around. I think at some point they will. We've seen a lot of teams actually this season who we expect to be better. You can kind of blame their defense not being as good as we hoped. Golden State. Yep. Exactly. So. I think that the Nuggets will turn their defense around a little bit because even if they're league average defensively, we know how good this team can be uh, just record-wise. So they're definitely going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. I think that's an overreaction. Um, Will they be the top three or four seed as we hoped, as we expected? That is yet to be seen. Um, So I'm, I'm maintaining hope, though. Jack Steppenback and Vinny Sirace say, Knicks make the playoffs. This is probably going to be one of the many Knicks questions us, exactly. us New Yorkers and our New York friends have about the best team in New mm-hmm. York City. Yeah, it's true. Actually, actually the Knicks have a better record than the Nets as we're recording this. Record-wise. <laughs> um, the Knicks make the playoffs. I don't think this will be true. I don't think... And, and honestly, I don't yeah. think they're going to make the play-in either, which can go as far down to the 9 and 10, 10 seed. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make the play-in either. Because right now, yeah, okay, let's say positive. They're not going to make the playoffs, probably. But let's say uh, positive. Okay. Let's say positive. Our New York Knicks have been phenomenal. That's it's it's true. Alfred Payton is Steph Curry. <laughs> R.J. Barrett is Steph Curry. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly is Steph Curry, and then Julius Randle's LeBron James, and we got triple double machine. And down the entire roster, we only got studs, and we're not going to lose a game for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited with the way the Knicks are playing. To be honest, like it's it's the most it's the most excited Knicks fans had 
have been in a while, I would say. Like, as a, as a fan base, we're kind of, you know, like, high on, on where we're at. Yeah, kids be um, posting on their stories, like, like oh, yeah, we beat, like, the Bulls or whatever. And they're posting, like, like the Knicks, like, uh, like the Mitchell Robinson, like, 20 and 10, like, Po- post on their Instagram story. I'm like, damn, dude! Imagine if we were actually like really, really good. Yeah, like, imagine like, maybe like the city, the city would be going crazy. Uh, Knicks fans are loud, whether we're good or bad. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's really good to see Knicks basketball be back. Not necessarily in that like we're gonna be some like you know great playoff team because I, I actually agree with you. I don't think that we're gonna make the playoffs, but we're back in the sense that we're a legit franchise at the moment. Um, you have to actually take us seriously and. The players seem genuinely happy with the way things are going. Like people, people are excited to be playing for the New York Knicks right now, which I think sometimes they would just say, like, you know, Austin Rivers came to the Knicks this season. He was like, it's like, oh, you know, it's a dream to play for the Knicks. I'm so excited. Obi Toppin's like, oh, it's my hometown team. And I was like, okay, they don't really mean that. It's just like, <laughs> like it's just like, okay, well, that's where they got drafted. So that's where they got a contract. But no, I actually think like right now they're happy to be playing for the New York Knicks. Honestly, I'm like a I'm a mini Austin Rivers fan because did He's you see did, did you see what he said in the comment section? He was like he was like guys like I know we lost. He said this just in the in the Knicks comment section. He was like I guys like I know we lost this first game, but you know it's gonna be a process. We got a young team. Yep. We're gonna work to build something big. Trust me on this. And and like it, I, I'm I'm not doing it justice. It was very like positive, but it was very yeah. like like very credible. Like it, it didn't act like oh we're gonna win the ring this year but it's like we're like day by day we're getting better just give us time i like that and the the entire comments which are usually pretty toxic we're all like yeah like like go go you we're just trending in the right direction right now which is the which is the first time they seem to be able to say that in a while with with coach tibbs and with leon rose our direction is moving in a very you know is is moving in a very like positive trajectory I, Um, i apologize for probably being wrong about coach thibodeau um, there, there has been a culture change. I was a little more positive than you were, but I wasn't hyped about yeah, it either. I but. thought we were going to never shoot a three-pointer again, and said there's been a huge culture change, and we can't miss a three. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Joey R says Knicks are sweeping Lakers to win the finals. Yes. They're not making the playoffs, but yes, this is what's going. <laughs> this is going to happen. Yes. <laughs> okay, on to the next one. Bureau says the Knicks will make it to the second round of the playoffs or taking their first series at least six games. Shout out to B-Rose, very big supporter of the podcast. We love you, man. Um, Knicks will make it to the second round of playoffs? Um, no. Will they no, take... Yeah. If they if they make the playoffs, they will not take their series six games. They will no, be the eighth seed, they'll play the Bucks in the first round, and they'll lose. Exactly. In four. <laughs> Whatever, if the Knicks end up making the playoffs, which we both said wouldn't happen, um, whoever they play is going to be team at the top of the East. Those teams are supposed to beat the Knicks in fewer than six games. No offense to the Knicks. Um, okay, moving on to Nick Marzan, one of our biggest contributors for this episode. Starts it off with, the Nets are a poverty franchise and will miss the playoffs, unlike my Pacers. Um, if you don't know Nick Marzan, he's one of our <laughs> best friends, a very active member of the podcast, and he's saying this because he is the biggest bandwagon we know. He has been a Pacers fan since they were good with... Um, when when they had like Paul Roy George, Herbert yeah. and Paul George and they were facing LeBron because he's a LeBron hater, and then now all of a sudden because the Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, he switched over. Now he's like, oh, I've been a Nets fan my whole life. I, <laughs> I, I live in New York. I've been to a Nets game. It makes sense. Yeah. And then the Nets. Now, now the Pacers are five and two. And now the Pacers are five and two. And now he's going back. But then when I text him saying, hey. Uh, the Pacers and Nets lost tonight. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My Phoenix Suns just caught the W. Hey, it's it's kind of hard to figure out what Nick's thinking. But uh, 
But no, the Nets are not a pop. Your Nets are not a poverty <laughs> franchise. No, don't encourage neither, it. Don't encourage <laughs> and neither are your Pacers. They're both in it. Okay. He also says, and this one is a little more credible. <laughs> Trey has surpassed Luca. Trey Young, man. No. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, Nate. sorry, Nate. no, no. I I, I did this personally because I picked Luca for MVP, and and also and Luca, <laughs> you, you hate when people project Trey Young to be better than what he is today. I feel like that's a trend uh, with you. You know, you know, yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I talk about this a decent amount when it's like I think that people in the in in general in the NBA fandom overrate young players. They overrate the guys that are on, you know, Sports Center, or House of Highlights, or on their Instagram feed. And I think Trey Young is one of those guys. I think that, like, Trey Young is putting up incredible numbers right now. I don't think he has that much more room for improvement on offense, and I don't think he's ever really going to get better on defense. So I think that we're seeing Trey Young right now at about the best he'll be. Which, um, so by the way... That's is, true, but that's is, not a bad thing, by the way. 20, but. He's 29 and 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 29 yeah. points, 9 assists. And, like, he did it last year, too. Like, one of five players ever. Mm-hmm. No, and, that, and that's not to say, like, Trey Young is a monster offensively like very few players in nba history have put up those numbers um that i think that's it's, i think it's still an overreaction to say that a guy who was in mvp conversations last year who took the mavericks at one point the Mavericks were top three like at, like halfway into last season a top three seed and they, you know of course they fell back down but really the west is always close so it's that wasn't they weren't that much worse than the teams at the top of the west um Luka's basically leading the Mavericks to wins while putting up offensive numbers that aren't far off what Trey Young is doing at all, while Trey Young is putting up those offensive numbers on one of the worst teams in the league. You know, and that's and that's different this year because the, so far the Hawks are four and three, and so we'll continue to see how how Trey Young performs. But right now they're an above five hundred team, and Trey Young is doing Trey Young things. You have to give him credit for that. I've been kind of an advocate that until further notice, until Trey Young shows me otherwise. He's big numbers on a losing team, and I look forward to seeing the day that that's not true. The Hawks have been great. What are you talking about? <laughs> before this year? No, like now. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying before this season. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. So far, yes, that's true. I think that you're overreacting to Luca shooting 19% from three so far this year by saying that Trey has surpassed him already. I think once Luca hits his groove, he will he will be an MVP candidate still. Am I starting to question my pick a little bit? Yeah, maybe, but like, yeah. but but no. I, you traded for him in fancy. I too. did. I did. I traded Jason Tatum and uh, and Jamal Murray for him. But getting in his head, boys. Look, I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say after seven or eight games that Trey has already surpassed Luca when you wouldn't have said that last season. I don't think <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I think it's I think it's certainly an overreaction. But to your credit, Nick, that is the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> So no, I, I disagree. I, you you have a chance to speak on that now if you would like I, to. I probably disagree, um, but I I think Trey Young is somehow still being slept on. He's averaging nine yeah. assists, and that's like the, the when 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 you mention Trey Young, like I feel like his passing almost doesn't come to mind, yep. even though last year he was second in the NBA in assists. So for that reason, I think just, I don't know. Like I, I I don't like. There's no reason to say shout out to Trey Young for being good at basketball, but shout out Trey. Yes. And the biggest difference for me is basically that Trey Young sucks on defense, first of all. But then I also think, I think Luka is a, in some ways, has more versatility on the offensive end. I guess I want to say, is in I, I think that that that, that Trey Young could hit a point where if he's not getting foul calls to go his way, or if he's if if the defense plays him right, like he could struggle a little bit. Um, 
he is unpredictable. I mean, like, you know, like the pass between people's legs, like, like that's, that's super impressive. But one of the, one of his like biggest strengths so far this year has been, he's getting to the free throw line by doing this move where he sticks his butt into the defender when they're behind him and shoots a floater. And so it's like the defender's pushing him because he stops and he gets fouled and he gets to the line. There was one game, I forget who it was against, that they, that they didn't do that. They like they like knew it was coming. They they game planned against that, and Trae Young wasn't getting the free throw line and didn't score nearly as many points. So, I think there's there's a little bit more planning that you can do to attack Trae Young on the defensive end to game plan against him on offense. Where I think, I think if Luca's not hurting himself by shooting 19% from three, like when he eventually gets back to the Luca that we know, I think that he's a lot harder to stop. Um, so so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Luca is still better than Trey. Um, next up. Kelly Oubre's three-point percentage doesn't matter when he's that cute. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We still like Kelly Oubre, even when he like, went 0 for 11 for 3 in like, the first it, week. It, it's pretty privileged, yeah. man. It's pretty privileged. Yeah. That's it. And so we're, we're going to keep loving him for obvious reasons. Retweet Nick Marzan. Uh, Giannis will deserve another MVP, but won't get it. I agree with this one. I, and, and I probably, I, I don't even think this is an overreaction to what we've seen so far. I probably would have said this before the season started. Um, I think Giannis is going to put together a very similar resume to what he's done for the last two years, but I don't think people want to see Giannis win a third MVP. We even saw that last year with LeBron. I don't think there was really any statistical argument for LeBron to win the MVP over Giannis, but there were many people advocating that he should have. I think that's what we're going to see again this year, where Giannis will deserve it because of his what, what the numbers say, but he's not going to win it. I disagree only because I, I think LeBron James will have a similar year to last year, and I think Giannis will just have, like, a slight a slightly worse season, okay. maybe. It's um, possible, sure. And I think that, you know, like, I, I think, yes, Giannis will deserve it, just like any guy who comes in second also deserves to have the MB, mm-hmm. MVP because he has a great season. I just, I probably am going to have LeBron over him. But okay. I, I, I hope, for my fantasy team's sake, that Giannis is amazing. <laughs> Next up, the, the Suns will win a playoff series. Total disagree. I, I, yeah. I, if they make the playoffs. No. Yeah. No, and I, this is the same thing with the Knicks, who, who is, is if the Suns make the playoffs, I have a feeling they're going to be as, as one of the last teams in the West to do so, which probably means they're going to be playing the Lakers or the Clippers or the Mavericks or the Nuggets in the first round, and those are teams that should beat the Suns. There is some chance, by the way, that Chris Paul could go absolute point god mode and help push the Suns to a playoff series win. Just because the Suns are five and two without Chris Paul being really the Chris Paul that we know and love, um, I think he's you know he both been doing that from behind the scenes, not so much on the court. Um, you know, Mikel Bridges is second leading scorer. I already mentioned that, but and even like DeAndre Ayton's only averaging like fourteen points per game right now. There there is some room for internal improvement. Some guys could step up, um, and the Suns are already playing well. But no, I don't I don't think so. I, I think that, the, that whoever makes the Suns. Whoever makes the playoff as a top seed in the West is probably going to beat the Suns in the first round. And, and I don't think it's a, it's a hot take, and I think it's an overreaction to say otherwise. Hard agree. Jalen Brown is now a top 15 NBA player. Okay, so you, you have to make the distinction between has Jalen Brown had a top 15 performance for the past seven games? Like, has he performed the be- the, the, the top 15 best? Yes. Um, he's been amazing. He's sure, been playing yeah. amazing defense, been actually creating his own offense rather mm-hmm. than just kind of playing off of the other people. But I don't think he is just the top 15 best player in general yet. 
Um, I, I think that I would probably still put him in like the twenty twenty five range, which is, is still which is still amazing. Of course, of course. I mean, this is this is a little bit tricky because then you have to you have to talk about like you have to basically make your top fifteen list to to figure out what is he top fifteen. But I have a feeling that that when you get to fifteen, it would be guys like Paul George, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, maybe even like Jason Tatum. You know, like depending on how you rank things. And are you going to put him against those guys who have been proven all stars and all NBA guys before this? I don't think so, um, just based off of the seven games that he's played this year. Jalen Brown still has a lot of upside and is probably a future all-star, but so far I don't. I haven't seen enough to make him a top 15 player. Might be an all-star this year. Who knows? Sure. Um, next up, the last one from Nick Marzen. Nick Marzen. James Wiseman will be, a, will be an all-star in the West as a rookie. As a rookie, no. This, I, I think this year. he's averaging like like 12 and 7 or something like that. Like th- those, yeah. those are not near all-star numbers. Um, the talent is totally there. Um, not only does he, you know, like have the rebounding skills and the post moves and the size, but he, he also can grab a board and just take it from coast to coast, and he looks very intimidating doing it. He should he should flashes where like he's shooting forty percent from three, and then yeah. as you mentioned, the ball handling skills and speed going full court uh, have been very impressive. Like the open court ability has been impressive. I, in my head, I compare him to DeAndre. Aiden. Sure. Because, because I think that he's he's the size and DeAndre yeah. Aiden, like his first year was very good. His second year, he's all star caliber. Third year, he he'll probably be an all star. Maybe. I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been playing like that so far, but he could definitely step it up. But no, I don't I don't think so. Um, the the, the stats just don't show that he would be an all star this year. So something would have yeah, to no. change for James Wiseman to be an all star, even though he's proving so far that he is talented. He has the second overall pick kind of talent. Okay. Moving on to Vinny Sirace, our second biggest contributor for the episode, starting off with the Wizards will miss the playoffs. This is an interesting one. Shout out to yeah. G- shout out to Gator. I think this is the most disputable one we've had so yeah. far. Most of them have been a little more just like kooky, <laughs> but this one is very unkooky. I think the Washington Wizards because they they have the talent to be a top eight or nine team in the East. To me, what it comes down to is, okay, are they going to be better than the Chicago Bulls when they've started off, what, like 1-5 and five or 2-5? and five? Are they going to be better than the Orlando Magic? Um, honestly, for those two teams, even though the the Wizards have gotten off to a horrible start, I think the answer is yes. So I'll have them being like the 8, maybe the 9 seed. If they're the 9 seed, they're still definitely in the play-in. Basically, Bradley Beal got off to a slow start in terms of shooting percentages. And I think if that turns itself around... The, the Wizards will obviously be better. You know, he was pulling a Luka Dodgers with like the 20% from three to start the year. Um, <laughs> I like that term. <laughs> only because Luka's doing it, you know. Um, and they paid Dallas Bertani like $20 million a year to shoot threes, and so far he can't do that this year. Um, why, do, why do teams keep <laughs> overplaying role players? I don't understand. So, look, I, I, you know, if, if the shooting thing turns around, the Wizards could be better. Um, but the real problem is defensively. The real problem is that they might be the worst defensive team in the NBA this year, um, and there's no obvious solution to like where the defense is going to come from. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like if this guy starts defending better. Like, no, they don't really have like <laughs> positive defenders on the roster in general. Like, Nobody in their starting lineup is like he's like, a good defender. Like maybe Thomas Bryant. Like like maybe no no. But even maybe. so, he's like a stretch five right now with like defensive potential. You know yeah. he's he's an offensive center at the moment. So and like may, maybe Westbrook will be a good defender. Like Bradley yeah, Beal nah. is not a positive defender. Denny Avia is not a positive Russell defender. Might get you a couple steals, but he's not really a, a, a you know. Davis Bertans, he's a high energy guy. Davis Bertans, Bertans not a positive yeah, defender. No. 
So, so I'm going to say, actually, I agree. I, I'm going to I'm going to go with the overreaction and say the Wizards are going to miss the playoffs. But I do think they'll make the play-in. And w- just really? because they have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, they become dangerous for that play-in game. You know, let's say a team like the Magic makes the play-in. Like, could the Wizards steal it from the Magic? Absolutely. They could, they I, could I steal think so. it. Um, so then next up for Vinny is the Sixers will win the East and will be the one seed. So, so not only are the one seed, they're coming out of the playoff. They're going to the finals. Yeah. Wow. He's been those two separate ones. But yeah. Two, two wow. bold predictions from Vinny. Um, I'm going to go with no. I'm, I'm going to go, go with no. no for both of them. Only because only the 76ers haven't, haven't shown me enough outside of these seven games to, for me to be like, yes, I agree. They were the seven seed last year in the East, and they lost in the first round. They got so swept for me, in the first round. For, I'm going to have to see a lot more than these seven games to predict that they're going to go all the way to the finals and that they're going to be the one seed. As good as Tobias Harris has been, shout out to Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers was the coach that originally made him an all-star caliber player. Shout out to Joel Embiid, who's in early MVP conversations. Um, you know, they're, the Celtics are looking good. You can't really deny that because they're 6-1. and one. It's the best record in the NBA right now. But I don't think that this level of play is going to sustain for the whole regular season and especially for the whole playoffs, basically. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing else to add. Honestly. Yeah. I think that that's a very comprehensive team. They're, they're a very talented team. I think, yeah. they could, I think they could make a lot of damage in the playoffs because I'm, I'm actually a big Ben Simmons believer. Um, even though people criticize their ability sure. to create in the half court. Yeah. Um, so I think they're more of a playoff team, if anything. Okay. Jokic for MVP. You you know what I think about this. The floor is yours. You know what, you know what I think about this. You know, nothing would make me happier than Jokic, than Jokic winning MVP. And right now he's averaging 24, 12, and 12 on 60% from the field and near 50% from three. Bro. <laughs> this is it. Like, like this is this is like what I was like hoping for last year when I predicted the MVP. MVP. Now, so for through seven or eight games, you can see I'm like sitting up right now in my chair. I'm getting excited. <laughs> and this, We're gonna clip yo, this and just send it to the adoption agency. Exactly. And they'll send it to Jokic. This would make me so happy if Jokic won MVP. To be to be honest with you, like I would love it. But I'm a little scared by the fact that the, that the Nuggets have started off three and four. You know, so so. If things keep going the way that they're with they're going for Jokic's numbers, yeah, he would be an MVP conversation. Except they're a below 500 team. So basically, for Jokic to be MVP, he's going to need to keep up the, sh- the the scoring numbers and the assist numbers and the rebound numbers. The efficiency can drop a little bit, and the, the Nuggets have to make a huge jump in terms of like the win percentage, you know. And, and so for both of those things to happen seems pretty unlikely to me. Although. If Jokic for MVP is your prediction, not Jokic will win MVP, then I'm on board. Will Jokic win MVP? I'm not going to bet on that. But Jokic for MVP, I agree. Shout out to Vinny for that one. Okay, we're going to clip that. The, <laughs> we're going to clip that for the adoption forms. Okay, next up, LeBron wins MVP. So that's the distinction. This one is LeBron wins MVP, and that one was Jokic for MVP. Um, this isn't necessarily an overreaction for the past seven games because LeBron's only yeah. been like fine. He's averaging like twenty four, eight, and seven or something like that. I I still think LeBron will win MVP because he was my original MVP when we were doing the predictions. <laughs> yeah, I think that the reason I have LeBron still winning is because I think the Lakers are going to be the one seed. I don't think mm-hmm. Giannis is going to win it because of voter fatigue. I don't think Luka is going to win it because. Slow start. I, slow start, and also, I don't think his team's going to be a top three seed. I agree, yeah. And so I think that that eliminates some of the candidates to where there, there are only a few left. I think KD's going to miss a decent amount of games um, just for rest's sake, um, to where LeBron's going to be one of the only options. I think LeBron is going to win it. Yeah, I mean, 
I would say the safe, he's the safest pick right now, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm a little thrown off by the fact that he seems to be coasting a little bit. Like It seems like he he isn't going 1,000% until the fourth quarter, until the team really needs him to step up. You know, like last night against the Grizzlies, LeBron was quiet, and then all of a sudden he comes out, hits the game winner, and, and goes crazy in the fourth quarter. So if that trend continues, LeBron just might not play enough minutes. He might not... Um, you know, be going full, like, zero dark 30 mode, you know, like, the whole game. And if he's not doing that, it's hard for him to win MVP. But he's still the safest pick, in my opinion. Following that trend, the Lakers win the finals. I also agree with this one. I'm, I'm, I, people are going to think I'm, like, a Lakers fan. I'm not. I'm not once it, this, one, this one isn't even really, like, an overreaction, because the Lakers are 6-2. and two, So, yes, that, that does indicate, like, Lakers will win the finals, I guess. Um but no, I, I would have said that, I was I would have said this before the season. They're coming off the championship, and they got better. Everything indicates the Lakers are the favorite to win the finals this year. So yes, I agree, Vinny. So do I. Next, the Hornets will be a lottery team again. Shout out to Jordan. I'm wearing the shirt. Vinny's Vinny's going ham with these. Yeah, W. Oh, and I was saying shout out to Jordan for wearing the shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's team is not going to make the playoffs. I agree. I agree. Lamelo Ball has been, been fine. Inefficient coming off the bench. Devontae Grant has been worse than he was last year. Terry Rozier has been nice. Um, I don't know. He but no, they're not, they're not making the playoffs. Gordon Hayward, like, shout out to him, but he's not, he's not the difference. Yeah. Kevin Uzenu, Julius Randle will win MVP. Yes. Yes. Next. Just just like just like the Knicks will sweep the Lakers in the finals, Julius Randle will win MVP. <laughs> MVP and finals MVP. Yes. Next. You didn't you didn't go hardcore enough. <laughs> Colin Liao, Julius Randle will be an all-star. This one is a little more realistic, but once again... I, I don't know. I I really don't think so. I think that right like right now he's averaging what like like twenty five. It's it's like twenty two nine and like seven and a half assists, which is the big jump. It's like two and a half assists to seven and a half assists is is the difference. And so I'm 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 thinking like in what world like like what would Julius Randle have to put up and what would the Knicks win percentage have to be for him to be an All Star? You know. There's there's a question like there's there's a chance that he gets the like Brandon Ingram treatment from last year where it's like he wins most improved player and is an all star like like the Bam Adebayo Brandon Ingram thing the Pascal Siakam that, that happens yeah. most years on yeah like the guy who wins most improved player wins and and, and now that's an overreaction to say he's going to win most improved player but is there some chance out there that that's what happens maybe I don't know I I, I think um I don't think he'll be able to keep up seven and a half assists for one thing um like. Like I keep, I've been saying, he's a triple double machine. You know, like I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to keep itself up. I don't think he's going to keep putting up 28, 12, and nine games. But I think he's actually pretty perfect for what Coach Thibodeau is doing, which is these like power forward big men playing a lot of minutes. You know, like working it in the post. He's getting these boards and then like, you know running full court and dishing out. Like that's that's where a lot of his sister coming from. Is is he's getting the rebound and he's being the ball handler because he's, he's running the fast break and getting out in the open court and I think that the Knicks if any team you know like have the reverted him to do that like as long as as long as Mitchell Robinson and, and uh, RJ Barrett are getting their touches to keep proving like we don't care RJ Barrett is playing for his playing 39 minutes a game so yeah. no matter what he'll, he'll get his yeah. touches eventually exactly whether so, they're frequent or not you know there's a lot of opportunity for Julius Randle to just run wild here um and so far, he's doing it. And so, could he be an all-star? Sure. I'm not going to bet it on it, though, because I don't. I'm not sure that what he's doing right now is sustainable. The efficiency, the assists, you know. But he's actually only averaging like three more points than he did last year, you know. But if he, um, 
But he's looking like LeBron out there, bro. Bro, I'm, I'm actually like I for the first time in a while, I'm really excited to watch Knicks games, dude. I can't. Like, I'm like, I'm like, like I, I expect to walk down like Fifth Avenue and see like yeah, bro. a Julius Randle poster, <laughs> like like a, me- a mural popping up, yeah, <laughs> like Julius murals. Shout out to Colin Liao for that one. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't think so, but we're keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, thanks so much to all you guys for sending submissions. Follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor and Twitter. Or Instagram at Space Floor Podcast and Twitter at Space the Floor. Um, we're probably going to do another one of these later in the season or just get you guys involved more often. Um, but thank you so much for watching. Uh, follow us on... In- no. I'm bugging. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Gillen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Daddy Julius. Yo, Katron VP.